Hello and welcome to this episode of English for Managers and Leaders. I am L. O'Keefe, and I appreciate you being here. I thought today that we would discuss business crisis, crisis management in industry. No matter what business you are in, you will probably experience a crisis at some point in your career. So I think this is a relevant topic. For all of us, and it's probably beneficial to everyone to understand the terminology related to managing a business crisis. So let's start with what we mean by a business crisis. Right? We're talking about an event that is unexpected. It doesn't mean that we can't predict some crises, but for the most part, business crises are unexpected. And they really endanger the organization. They threaten the organization.、Um, companies close because a crisis isn't managed well. So when an organization is faced with a crisis, typically they have a very short time to respond in a way that resolves the crisis and rebuilds trust or rights the wrong. Let's talk though first about the types of business crisis that you could encounter. So we'll talk about financial, natural disasters or acts of God, personnel, organizational, technological, and malicious competition. Let's start first with financial, which is just what it sounds like when an organization has a crisis. That involves their finances. So typically, this means that there's been a loss of assets or a loss in revenue that is significant, significant enough to endanger the organization's survival, significant enough to panic stockholders, significant enough to warrant investigations. Natural disaster or act of God. Um, is just what it sounds like. There's a hurricane. There's a typhoon. There's an earthquake. There are fires. There's a pandemic involving a virus, and that natural disaster or act of God, it's sometimes called,、uh, threatens the organization. A personnel crisis、uh, happens when. One person or a group of people in an organization are doing something that is either illegal or unethical, immoral, that endangers your company. And so, for example,、uh, you have a group of managers who are not hiring according to your company policies or according to labor laws. So they have worked together to make sure that they are not hiring a diverse group of people, so that people are being excluded from hiring or from promotions based on gender or race. For instance, this is a personnel issue、uh, because you have a group of people doing this. Or, for instance, if you have a group of sales people who have decided to. Be dishonest about a feature of a product, 
or to change the pricing structure without authorization for their own personal gain, then you have a crisis of personnel. An organizational crisis means that the company as a whole has done something to hurt consumers or to lose the consumer's trust. Uh, for instance, your company uh, manufactures cars and you have promoted a particular car as being extremely energy efficient, more energy efficient than any car on the market. And people are buying this car for that reason, because th this is something they care about deeply, saving the environment. But if they find out that you've lied about the energy efficiency or that the tests were falsified, uh, the cars being tested had some piece of equipment that the cars on the, the road don't have, then this hurts your entire organization. It hurts the trust between consumers and you. So this is an organizational crisis. A technological crisis happens when technology is somehow involved in the problem. I think the most common version of this is probably when someone's data is hacked, right? An organization has your credit card information on file or your personal information like address, phone number, um, other identifying information and someone gets into their system and now has access to all of that information. And then as consumers, we get the dreaded phone call that because we shopped at such and such place, we should check with our financial institutions because our credit card information might be compromised. So that's a technological business crisis. And then malicious competition or competitive malice um, happens when a business uses wrongful practices. Maybe they're unethical, maybe they're illegal, um, but they're doing horrible things in order to compete instead of just competing fairly based on the quality of their product or the specialization of their product or the cost of producing and distributing their product or service. And this particular um, area can be a crisis for both sides. So the business that is the victim um, obviously could be in crisis, um, but also the business that perpetrates this malicious competitiveness can be in crisis when consumers realize what is happening. So an example of this, a bakery is suddenly getting terrible reviews online. They've always had great reviews. They're a very popular bakery. Their customers love their food. Everything is baked fresh from scratch right there on the premises. Their staff is super friendly. Um, they're, they're just a great business to have in the neighborhood, but suddenly there are just bad reviews popping up online about this bakery. So they research and find out that a competitive 
bakery in the area has their employees and friends and family posting bad reviews that are clearly untrue, but they're just posting them online. And I know that I use reviews before I buy something or shop somewhere. And I can't always be sure of the accuracy, but if I see 10 bad reviews, I tend to believe that. And that's what a malicious competitor is counting on. But when this comes to light, and the truth has a tendency to do that, it will certainly hurt them in the long run and could put them into their own crisis. So that's six areas of business crisis, right? Financial, personnel, organizational, natural or act of God, malicious competition, and technology. And I hope that it's clear from all of these examples that every business faces the possibility of a crisis. So it's important that you have a plan in place if possible, before the crisis hits. And I think it is always possible. It isn't always possible to predict exactly what crisis you will face in your organization, but it is possible to have several plans in place, general as well as specific. So you need to identify first the possible types of crises that your particular industry or business might face. And I think a really effective way to do this is to identify not just what the crisis is, but how likely is it to happen and how dire are the consequences so that you can create a plan based on something that is very likely and also has catastrophic consequences, something that is very likely, but has quite minor consequences, something that is extremely unlikely and then has whatever consequences apply because obviously each of these scenarios would require a different type of action but if you have a plan for identifying these and then labeling them according to their likelihood and their consequences then you can decide who should own that particular crisis who should be accountable in charge of handling this if it does happen. And you need a team, not just one person. You could have one person who is in charge, one point person, but you need a team of people to handle each crisis. If you think about, you know, the difference between a technological crisis and a personnel crisis or something that is an act of nature versus something that is financial, and sometimes these will overlap, but you need people with different areas of expertise to handle the crisis, depending on what kind of crisis you are faced with. Once you've decided who owns it and who the team would be working with that person, you can come up with action that should be taken. And obviously this action isn't carved in stone. We have to be flexible because we can't predict the crisis in detail. And once we know all of the variables, we would tweak or adjust the plan, but we should have a plan that includes possible actions. And once these 
plans are written and shared and discussed and agreed upon and they're official, they aren't stagnant, or at least they shouldn't be. This isn't a start and stop task. This is something that's ongoing. So a part of this should be updating those plans, reviewing them as a team and deciding if this still makes sense or we need to adjust this in some way. Let's stop here for this episode. I hope that this was good listening practice for you and that you uh, learned some new terms. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.